Welcome to Untold Physio Stories Podcast, your perfect commute resource with physio failures, successes, interesting cases, and more from the physio and rehab world with your host, Drs. Andrew Rothschild and Urson Religioso. If you've had dreams of starting your own side hustle, make sure to check out Curve Health Online. They have an iPad, iPhone, and Android app, and they only take home 7% of whatever it is you charge. Otherwise, it's free for their all-in-one computer vision, exercise library, HIPAA-compliant messaging system, and telehealth platform. Again, check it out at modmt.com slash curve, C-U-R-V, and make sure to tell them Dr. E sent you. Hello, everyone. Dr. Andrew Rothschild here with another uh, solo cast episode. Uh, Dr. E asked me to do this episode several weeks ago, and I've um, really procrastinated with this episode because I think it gave me a lot to think about. And so I have two answers to the question. And the question was, what do you do to motivate patients? And my first answer is going to be an unpopular one. And the second answer will will kind of clarify some things and and fill in some of those gaps. But the first answer is, I don't like to motivate people. In the sense that, you know, someone is coming to you in pain, someone's coming to you with some sort of dysfunction, some sort of uh, functional limitation, what have you. I don't look at my job as to motivate them to get better. Because people cannot be motivated. They have to have intrinsic motivation to get better. People can inspire you, people can uh, excite you, but at the end of the day, to make change, and we're talking about a lot of times, make true behavior change, that has to come from within. If you think about yourself, when you're trying to change maybe a bad habit, adopt a new habit, whether it be like changing up some eating habits, exercise, meditation, these kinds of things, at the end of the day, it is not going to happen until you have decided that you are ready to make that change. And I think the same is true with patients. We see patients that come to us and it depends on what stage of readiness that they might be. And remember, there's several stages of readiness to change. They may not be ready, even though they they think they are ready, even though they were told to come, even though they might have pain, uh, even though maybe the doctor referred them, even though a friend referred them, even though they can't do certain things. They may not be ready to make that change. And I think the reason why that I'm saying that is we also have to be okay with that. And we have to understand when that is happening and when we know we may not have Uh, as much of an effect or on an outcome that we would like to have. And I think a lot of times, especially if you look at social media, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be the ones to make the difference. Uh, Other healthcare practitioners maybe haven't uh, picked up the slack, they're missing something, they're missing a piece, and we feel like we're the ones who are going to make that difference in that patient. And ultimately, the patient themselves has to be ready. Because a lot of times when things fall short, you want to blame yourself, but you don't have to blame yourself because it just might be the situation is not there. You know, let's talk about pain science for uh, example, because again, those can be some difficult conversations to have and patients have to be ready 
to be able to accept new and contradictory information to what they might have been used to hearing, what they've heard in the past, what they've grown up with. Um, it challenges their current belief system, their, their current paradigm. And so it can, be, it can go very badly sometimes. Uh, and I've told stories on this podcast about how it's happened to me in the past. But a lot of times it's that the patient isn't ready to hear it. And no matter how you present that information, no matter what, what sort of arc you take or how you try to do it and changing the message and changing this, it's not going to make a difference because the person's not ready no matter what. That's an extreme example. Um, but even think of another example when you have, you have plenty of patients who do their you know, prescribed home exercise program or making, or making certain behavior or lifestyle changes that you guys have, that you've recommended after talking with your patient. And then you have plenty of patients who aren't doing those things. Why isn't the patient doing those things? Do they not have time? Do they, are they not in, in pain and they want to do something to get out of pain? Or are they really just in a state where they're not actually ready to make those changes? Maybe they're still looking for somebody else to help them do the work or do something for them. They're still sort of a passive participant. They're not ready to take an active role in their recovery. So that is just one example. On top of that, I will say that part of our job at the same time is to try to start to create some changes that will give patients a some hope, that will give patients a little bit of light that that change is possible. You know, some people might be in a state where they don't feel like they're going to get better. They've tried a bunch of things and nothing's worked. They're already in a state of despair, of assuming maybe things aren't going to work. Maybe they've been through physical therapy before at, with, at another time or at another facility and it hasn't worked before, so why would it work now? So it's our job through our interactions with the person, uh, through what we're doing with the person, whether it's in any sort of manual treatment, uh, with our movement and our exercise prescription, to try to set the person up for success and to give them hope, give them the hope that some change and some improvement is possible. So in that sense, I suppose it can be some motivation because you're demonstrating to the patient that things can get better. I think part of that comes with the evaluation. You know, when I was trained in, in PT school and even going through residency and fellowship, a lot of times you looked for things that were wrong. This is tight, this is stiff, this is weak, whatever. And you're pointing out all these negative things. My argument is instead of that, we point out the positive things. This is actually pretty strong. This is actually pretty mobile. Look at, look at you can do this. You don't have to hold off on doing these things. You don't have to be afraid of of never squatting again or lifting again or doing these things that you've been told that you should never be able to do again, you can actually do these things. They're being more of a movement optimist, um, giving them more positive information, positive, positive affirmations, and giving them hope that they can actually do a whole lot more than they think they can. They can start doing the things that they've been avoiding doing. We know that actually you know, getting back into activities that, that you like is actually going to be very helpful from a recovery standpoint. Sometimes there has to be some intermediate steps, but those are the things that are going to be helpful. So that's one way that you can give some people some positive outlooks that might help with uh, encouraging them to do a little bit better. So it's two kind of, kind of two sides of the coin, but at the same time, it's a little bit different. One is that even in those situations, Despite all those things, there are certain patients that still will not, may not get better and are, not, are still not ready 
despite some of that stuff because they're looking for someone to to give them problems sometimes. They might be assuming regardless that they truly have something uh, specifically, path uh, uh, some specific pathology, something that's really wrong with them when they really might not. And so th those are the ones that are gonna be very hard to do, uh, to deal with, and you're not always going to be able to motivate anybody. So I think the, the, the crux of my argument is that it's not our job to always motivate people, but it is our job to set people up for success you know, really do a thorough exam to rule out significant pathology, injury, etc. Um, give people the idea that hope that they can do certain activities, especially if it's appropriate. Obviously, not when it's not when it isn't appropriate. But at the same time, also, if they are consistently demonstrating that they are maybe not ready at a certain stage, really being able to see that and understanding at a certain point, sometimes we have to cut our losses and really spend our energy where it's going to be the best. Uh, received and get the most benefit. All right. I hope that was valuable. Thanks for listening and uh, we'll talk to you all later.